my name is Savannah and welcome to Life in Sav's Eyes. Today I am going to be talking about all the books that I have recently read. I'm going to be giving you a quick synopsis of what they're about without spoiling anything just in case you want to go read them, give you my thoughts and my review, and just talk books because this summer I am very into reading, very into books, and I want to talk about it with you guys. If you don't follow me on Instagram, you should. I am at Life and Savzize on there. And I posted recently on my Instagram story talking about how I had planned to do a weekly schedule where I post every Thursday, but every week of the month has a different episode theme. That way I'm more motivated to record and also so it makes sense in my OCD brain. I really, really want to get better at being consistent. I love recording the podcast episodes. My biggest thing is always I never know what to talk about. So the way that I have it set up is that one week a month you will get some sort of teacher podcast, whether it's teaching advice or teaching stories or anything involving the world of education. And then one week I'd like to do a true crime story. I love true crime and I love to highlight unsolved mysteries and also stories that aren't very known. However, I don't want to do a whole podcast on that. I don't know how people do whole podcasts on it. Like, I love my true crime podcasts, but I look at the people who run them and I'm like, you have to be constantly researching this stuff and just (laughs) feel so dark all the time. So I can never do 100% true crime podcasts, but I'm going to try and do one once a month. And then for the third week of the month, I plan on doing some sort of review type of thing where I talk about books that I've read recently or TV shows that I'm enjoying, movies, music, stuff like that. Just kind of give you my thoughts about things that I'm enjoying lately. And then for the last episode of the month, I plan on it being a life update or whatever I want to talk about. It could be another true crime story, it could be another teaching thing, it could be I had a story of something funny that happened that I want to tell you, or I want to talk about something and rant about it, and that'll be the last week's episode, but that's my plan from now on. So this is the start of your weekly Thursday consistent episodes, and don't hold me to it because I mean, I don't know what's going to happen as a first year teacher, but... I mean, I'm hoping that I can stay consistent with it because, like I said, I enjoy recording and I love the podcast and I want to be more consistent with it. So that is the plan for right now. Anyway, let's go ahead and get started. I am going, like I said, to talk about books that I've read recently and I will be linking all of these books in my Instagram story if you want to look into them a little bit more and all of that. So yeah. So the first book I want to talk about today is a book called Then She Was Gone by Lisa Jewell. I knew nothing about this book. I had gotten some gift cards for Target from my students for Teacher Appreciation Week. And I was like, huh, I'm going to go get some books. There's some books I've seen online that I want to read. But walking into Target, I did not expect one of these to be the books that I bought. And then the cover intrigued me. 
and I picked it up and I read the back cover and I bought it. So I am going to read you the back cover for the synopsis because that's all that I knew when I read this book and it it grabbed a hold of me, it pulled me in, so I'm going to go ahead and read this to you. So it says, no one ever just disappears. Ellie Mack was the perfect daughter, and then she was gone. Ten years after Ellie's disappearance, her mother, Laurel Mack, is trying to put her life back together when she meets an unexpectedly charming man in a cafe. Before she knows it, she's meeting Floyd's daughters and his youngest, Poppy, takes Laurel's breath away because the eerily precocious Poppy is the spitting image of Ellie. And now the unanswered questions she's tried so hard to put to rest begin haunting Laurel anew. Where did Ellie go? Did she run away from home as the police have long suspected or did something more sinister happen? A haunting page turner of sheer perfection then She Was Gone is a gripping and emotionally resonant tale of one mother's quest to uncover the clues she failed to recognize and finally discover the truth of what happened to her daughter. Now, if you couldn't tell by the summary I just gave on the back of the book, um, this is a mystery. And it is not like a super scary mystery per se. It's more of like a murder mystery, but it's pretty tame. I really enjoyed it. I was guessing up and until the very end, every guess that I had in my mind when I was reading was incorrect. It is such a good book. The ending is very sad. I cried for days. This book made me think for a very long time. It's, it's just, it's so good. I can't tell you anything else besides that back cover. I do not want to spoil anything, but if you are a mystery lover like I am, this is a must read. So for me, this book is a five out of five. I give it five stars. I actually plan on reading it again because now that I know what happens, I want to read it again and see if I can put the clues together and see how all along all the clues led to the end result. Again, like I said, it's very enjoyable. Lisa Jewell is an amazing writer. She has a way of captivating you and bringing you in. And it is just such a good book. There's another Lisa Jewell book that I've seen all over the internet recently. Everyone talking about. I think it's called The Family Upstairs or something like that. And everyone talks about how good that book is, and I'm looking forward to reading it because I read this Lisa Jewell book and I loved it. So if you would have read that book and you enjoyed it, read this one. It's the same author. It's amazing. I love it. Five out of five stars. Highly, highly, highly recommend. Okay, now I gotta talk about the TikTok favorite, and I'm gonna warn you. This opinion is very controversial. A lot of people love this book. A lot of people would die for this book. Somebody literally said that on the internet the other day when I was reading people's thoughts. They literally said, I would die for this book. And I'm like, whoa. Man, I've read some good books, but I don't know that I'd die for any book. Anyway, let's talk about It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. 
I am sure that if you've been on TikTok at all, you've heard of this book. It's the one with the pink flowers on the cover. Again, like I said, I will post this on my Instagram story so you can see these books that I'm talking about. I, again, am going to read the back of this book. I feel like it gives a very good synopsis. I do not want to ruin anything, like I said, just in case you guys want to go read these books, which most of these books I highly recommend. I'll go into my thoughts on this one here in just a second, but let me read you the synopsis so you kind of understand what this book's about. Sometimes the one who loves you is the one who hurts you the most. Lily hasn't always had it easy, but that's never stopped her from working hard for the life she wants. She's come a long way from the small town in Maine where she grew up, she graduated from college, moved to Boston, and started her own business. So when she feels a spark, sorry, when she feels a spark with a gorgeous neurosurgeon named Ryle Kincaid, Everything in Lily's life suddenly seems almost too good to be true. Ryle is assertive, stubborn, maybe even a little arrogant. He's also sensitive, brilliant, and has a total soft spot for Lily. But Ryle's complete aversion to relationships is disturbing. As questions about her new relationship overwhelm her, so do thoughts of Atlas Corrigan, her first love and a link to the past she left behind. She was her kindred spirit, her protector. When Atlas suddenly reappears, everything Lily has built with Ryle is threatened. And there's a little bit more about Colleen Hoover, but I'm not going to read that. Anyway, let me tell you, I had very, very, very high hopes for this book. Every review that I read, everybody raved about it. They said that it was their favorite book. Everyone just talked about what an amazing masterpiece this book was. So I went into Target, I bought it, had very high expectations. And I read it, and I was a little disappointed. Not going to lie. It is a good book. I would even say it's like an okay book. It is not the worst book I've ever read, per se. But it is definitely not the best book I've ever read. Everyone talked about it like it was on this new level, this fantastic writing. And I read it and I was like, eh, this is dull. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not super into it. I loaned this book out to a friend and she texted me as she was reading it. And she goes, man, this book's written like a fan fiction. And she said it, and I was like, somebody put it into words. It literally is written like a fan fiction. It is just written so ridiculously, and it is so predictable. Like, reading it, I knew what was going to happen every step of the way. And I had an idea of how everything was going to turn out. And I'm the kind of person who likes to be guessing till the very last minute and likes these turns and twists that I wasn't expecting. And the way the book's written, you're almost, you're really annoyed by the main character. Like, I was very annoyed by Lily. I was like, hey, don't be stupid. Be, just make good decisions. Like, <laughs> it, I got annoyed with Lily. I got annoyed at the writing. 
And I mean, the story was captivating and it was one of those books that as I was reading, I'm like, this is not the greatest book I've ever read, but I can't put it down. Like it was the mess you couldn't look away from. Like I'm watching this main character's life spiral and I couldn't put the book down because I'm like, I, I just got to watch her life spiral. It's the freak show I can't look away from. And I don't know. I felt like it was kind of, I don't even know how to describe it. In a way, I don't want to spoil anything, but in a way I feel like it almost romanticizes abuse. Which I'm not going to go more into detail about. But I feel like it romanticizes abuse and it makes you see abuse as almost a way of love. I've seen people online talk about this book and the way they talk about this book, I'm like, uh, you're cool with being abused? Like, honey, don't romanticize abusers. It's like the same idealization of people who romanticize serial killers like Ted Bundy that I just don't understand. I'm like, why are you romanticizing somebody who would hurt you the first chance they get? Like, I don't know. Anyway, like I said, this book, in my opinion, was very overhyped. I was very underwhelmed as I was reading it. It was not nearly as good as I expected it to be. However, the message of the story, I feel like, is a very strong one. And this is a book that I would recommend younger kids to read because it does show the idea of abuse in relationships and how truly difficult it is once you're settled in that relationship to walk away. And I feel like that is important for people to read because a lot of people look at abuse victims and say things like, well, why didn't you just leave? And this book sheds light on why women don't leave, why people in general don't leave. And that part I do think is important. And I like that it is becoming very viral for that reason, because I think it is opening a lot of young women's eyes to the reality of an abusive relationship. However, it is not a book that I would read again. It is a book that I am kind of upset that I purchased. I wish I would have borrowed it from somebody However, I have a bunch of friends that have, I have a friend who borrowed it and she has it right now. And I have another friend that wants to borrow it when I get it back. And I'm like, if I can just be the one that lends it out to all my friends, I mean, that works too. But I would say I give it three out of five stars. And I have a friend who talks about Colleen Hoover. She's read other Colleen Hoover books and she's like, they're written the exact same way. So I've heard a ton about other Colleen Hoover books. I probably will not read them because that one was painful <laughs> and I did not enjoy it. However, if you're feeling this poll that you need to read it and everyone's talking about it and you got to know what it's about, then go read it. Just don't expect it to be the best thing you've ever read because it's definitely not. <laughs> I want to add really quick. I didn't say this earlier, so I'm going to say it really quick right now. It Ends With Us is a, a quite steamy book. So if you are not into that kind of reading, I would stay away from it. Um, then She Was Gone is not. So I did want to tell you guys how they were in terms of steaminess, just because I know some people have a really hard time reading books like that. 
I don't mind personally, but I wanted to tell you all. It ends with us. Very steamy. Then she was gone. Not. So just so you were. Okay. I talked about this book on Instagram a little bit. I'm going to talk about it again. This is We Were Liars is the next book I'm going to talk about. I read this book when I was in eighth grade. I I remember reading it at two in the morning, finishing it up in my room, silently sobbing, not to wake the rest of my house up, but because the end of this book shocked me and saddened me so bad. And I remember how I felt about that book and the strong feelings I felt that I purchased it recently on Amazon and reread it. Because I'm like, wait, was this book real? And even though I knew what was going to happen, I bawled my eyes out again. So, I mean, I feel like for me, the mark of a good book is, did I cry or did I not cry? And I definitely sobbed for this one. This one is a YA, a young adult book. Personally, now that I'm an adult, I don't love the way that YAs are written. However, the way that We Were Liars was written is it's written more kind of like a poem and more like a mystery novel than it is a young adult book. So if you're like me and you're like, eh, but it's a young adult book, it's really not written like a young adult book. I'm going to give you a quick synopsis. This is not the back cover of the book because the back cover of the book did not give a good synopsis. This is a book review written by Eisel L. Written on the Los Angeles Public Library website because I can't talk about a book without giving spoilers. So I have to read what other people wrote. Okay. The Sinclairs are athletic, wealthy, and beautiful. They are prim and proper, smart, and respected by all, but they are liars. The novel We Were Liars by E. Lockhart is a shocking and twisted tale about the seemingly perfect Sinclair family who hides their secrets, lies, and flaws behind their tall and handsome builds. The story takes place on a private island off the coast of Massachusetts, where the Sinclair family spends their summers. The New York Times bestselling novel is narrated by 17-year-old Cadence Sinclair, who spends her summers on her grandfather's island, where the entire family gets together every year. Cadence has a very close-knit relationship with her two teenage cousins, Johnny and Miriam, as well as Gat, her uncle's stepson, who joins them on the island every year. The story centers around a mysterious tragedy that occurred two years prior when Cadence was 15. This summer was spent falling in love with Gat and spending time with her cousins. Toward the end of the summer, Cadence has an accident or breakdown of sorts. Due to the trauma and possible amnesia, Cadence can't remember what happened. With migraines and pills clouding her judgment, 17-year-old Cadence goes to the island again, determined to discover the truth of what happened two summers ago. Cadence goes through a roller coaster of uncovered secrets, hardships, and lies about her family history. In the end, the events that occurred when she was 15 are finally revealed, and the shocking truth will stay with the reader long after finishing the book. We Were Liars is an explosive, cunning, and beautifully written novel that has proven to be impossible to put down. 
Whether you're into mysteries, psychological thrillers, or young adult fiction, this novel is sure to satisfy and shock whoever reads it. And so I feel like that gives a very good synopsis of what happens without giving any spoilers. E. Lockhart did an amazing job writing this book. As somebody who read this book as a young adult and then read it again as an adult, I feel like it's perfect for that whole range. It is not steamy at all. If you've got a teenager, this would be a great book for them to read as well. I very much enjoy this, enjoyed this book. I would give it 4.8 out of 5 stars because it did make me cry twice. So even though I said a minute ago that's the mark of a good book, it also is a little embarrassing. So you lost two points for that, E. Lockhart. And E. Lockhart just came out with a prequel book called Family of Liars. I haven't read that one yet. It's on my to-read list. I'm waiting till the price goes down on the book because right now it's like 20 bucks, and I'm like, yo, I, I'm a cheapskate. I don't want to pay that much. So I'm waiting for the price to go down and then I will read it and then I will tell you guys how I feel about that one and see if it adds to the original or if it was unnecessary. So keep an eye out for that. Okay, this next book is another mystery. Can you see a theme with me? I love my mystery books. I also love my like romantic books too and I'm about to read a whole bunch of those ones but I love my mysteries. This one is a mystery. The book is called Local Woman Missing by Mary Kubica. It is such a good book. I'm going to read you the synopsis from the back really quick. It says, People don't disappear without a trace. Shelby Tebow is the first to go missing. Not long after, Meredith Dickey and her six-year-old daughter, Delilah, vanished just blocks away from where Shelby was last seen, striking fear into their once peaceful community. Are these incidents connected? After an elusive search that yields more questions than answers, the case eventually goes cold. Now, 11 years later, Delilah shockingly returns. Everyone wants to know what happened to her, but no one is prepared for what they'll find. In this smart and chilling thriller, Master of Suspense and New York Times bestselling author Mary Kubica takes domestic secrets to a whole new level, showing that some people will stop at nothing to keep the truth buried. So this book's different than other mysteries that I've read because this is a mystery involving a child, like a child went missing. Like, I mean, then she was gone involved a child, but this one involves like a missing child. It's, it's, it's different. It is written so well. It keeps you guessing till the very end. And when you think you have it figured out, another clue is thrown in and it messes the whole thing up. So one thing about this book that I do want to add is it is written in three different perspectives. It trades off between three different perspectives. Meredith Dickey, who is one of the women who went missing, Kate, who is Meredith's neighbor, and Leo, who is Meredith's son. And so be prepared that it will be telling the story switching between these three perspectives. If you're one that doesn't like the switching between perspectives, I would keep that in mind. Um, other than that, I feel like it's a very good book. It's not steamy at all. However, 
Sorry, I just had to cut. I just gave a major spoiler, so I had to go cut that out really quick. So sorry that there's like a break in there. But a lot of the details corresponding the disappearances are a little gruesome. So if that is hard for you to stomach, I wouldn't read this. However, like I said, this mystery kept me on the edge of my see the entire time completely unexpected literally not to give spoilers but it was the least expected outcome that i could have thought of like what happened ended up being so far from my mind and something i would have never guessed so it is one that keeps you on your feet till the very end i would give it a 4.5 out of five, just because I'm not a huge fan of the constant switching perspectives. However, I feel like it was the perfect way to tell this story based on everything going on. The other thing that I would add, and I feel like this isn't too big of a spoiler, but I would have liked to hear more from Delilah at the end, or even throughout the book, I would have liked to hear more of Delilah's thoughts. So... Again, that's where the 4.5 out of 5 comes from. Also want to add real quick before I talk about this next book. As shocking as Local Woman Missing is, it did not make me cry. So again, that's another reason why a little bit of points were taken off. It didn't make me cry. A mark of a good book is it makes me cry. Okay, this last book I'm going to talk about is one that is very different for me and I hesitated reading it and thank you to my dear friend Hannah who pushed me to read this because I ended up loving it at the end. This is The Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. I am not going to give much of a synopsis on this one because I do not want to spoil anything. As a reader I went into it not knowing anything and um ended up loving it. So this is a tale of the Greek warrior, Trojan warrior Achilles and Patroclus. If you are familiar with the Iliad, you will know a little bit about Achilles or anything with Greek mythology, I guess. You'll know about Achilles and Patroclus. Um, I know nothing about Greek mythology. I could never get into Greek mythology. Literally took a class in high school and hung out with my friends the whole time. Don't know how I passed that class, but I did. Anyway, it just, Greek mythology never made sense in my brain. But my friend was like, read this. It'll explain everything you need to know along the way. Because I'm like, dude, I don't know anything about Greek mythology. And she's like, it'll explain everything you need to know along the way. And let me tell you, Madeline Miller does a great job at explaining the mythology and the history throughout the book. And as somebody who knew nothing, I feel like it was perfect. And I could understand the way that she had written the background that I didn't have before. Anyway, this is a story about Achilles and Patroclus. This is just another idea of what happened. Nobody knows exactly the story of Achilles and Patroclus. There's different accounts. This is another account or 
written estimation. I don't know. I'm using the wrong words. <laughs> and another idea of how the relationship was. And I was shocked. It took me a little bit to get into. But once I got into it, I could not put it down. I sobbed like a baby at the end. Like, I cannot. I was sitting in my front room reading this book, sobbing. And my brother comes in. He's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, this book is just so sad. Like, I can't. It just, it made me cry so hard. But as somebody who does not like Greek mythology, I loved this book. So that's all the info I'm going to give on that. I would give this one a 5 out of 5 stars. I feel like it was written beautifully. I loved it. This book is a little steamy and it also integrates an LGBTQ relationship. Perfect Pride Month book. So it was a perfect time for me to read it. But it is steamy. A little steamy. I mean, It Ends With Us is definitely more steamy. But it is a little steamy. So if you're not into that, I wouldn't read this book. But other than that, this is a must read. I highly, highly recommend. And again, thank you, Hannah, for letting me borrow your book and read it. I love this book so much. Those are all the books that I have read recently, and those are my reviews on them. Like I have said, most of them I loved. There was just one in particular that I didn't necessarily love. All the rest of them I would recommend. I would even recommend It Ends With Us if it's something that you see and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to read this. I would go read it just so you understand. But, like, I wouldn't read it again, personally. And I shared my strong thoughts on that. But anyway, I hope you guys got some awesome book recommendations from this. And I'm going to put a, a question box on my Instagram story. I want you guys to give me book recommendations. I have my friend who I'm going to borrow a bunch of books from. Her and I have been um, trading off books. Like, I take her books that I think she should read, and then I borrow books from her that she liked. And so I'm going to go borrow books from her at one point. But I want you guys to also give me your suggestions of books that you enjoyed. And when I gather up about five that I have read, I will review them on here for you or... Even some of them I might review on my Instagram story. So follow me at Life and Sav's Eyes if you want some book recommendations. I just posted my thoughts on the book. Oh my gosh, I forgot what the book is called. Oh, A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. I just posted my thoughts on that book. If you missed it, it's in my story highlight titled Books. If you want to go on and read my thoughts on that one, I'm not going to talk about that one on the podcast today because I did talk about it on my Instagram story. But be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow along if you want more book recommendations. And again, like I said, for the fifth time this episode, you can follow my Instagram at Life and Eyes. I am excited to be more consistent on this podcast and to be sharing more with you as we go along. And I will see you guys next time. Bye.